some people may not see your vision. Like, my auntie, and she was like, you're nude on a bad boy. Like, hold on. I done thought so much. I done spent so much money. They could put doubt in your head to discourage you from everything because they don't like your idea or your concept. But you have to realize the challenge is realizing what you're doing is not for everybody. So, and, but you do have a market that will like what you're doing. So, those are kind of like, I want to say the mental challenges of the thing. Like, you can't tell everybody your business in a way because <laughs> they would discourage you from everything you thought was great, right. if that makes sense. Um, what's up, what's up, my highness queens? We are back with another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. And first, I want to say happy 420, or by the time y'all hear this, it'll be belated 420 because I am recording this. <laughs> At 9.15, Wednesday, April 20th. Just the intro. The actual recording is we went we went and dug through the vault um, and found an episode with uh, a bluntly black girl out of, uh, out of Oakland. Oh my gosh, can't talk. Out of Oakland who has started her own um, cannabis brand. Her name's Lala and she introduced us introduces us to Eve's Garden. I'm really having a hard time getting my tongue to do what it's supposed to. That sounds weird. But again, it's 420 and I'm pretty high right now. So this is what it is right now. Anyways, so um, we're doing good. I'm doing good. We are on track. We are, this is the third episode in a row that has been posted on time i'm very happy about this and i hope you guys are too and i hope that means that soon i will have found out a way to bring you more episodes and more content and stuff um but yeah we'll 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 see what happens we'll enjoy this ride um so anyways back to the episode uh i was editing the episode and i realized how much I was talking about like intentionality before I even really came up with the idea for the Intentional Highness Journal. So this episode was recorded in May of last year, super old I know. Um, And I started working on the journal in like August of last year. So a good three months before I even really came up with the idea I could tell the idea was marinating in my mind in some way, shape, or form just by the way that I was talking in this episode because I really um, hit on intentionality a lot. So did Lala. She really dropped some gems, some things that, again, when I was sitting here editing um, and listening back, I just was like, oh, I really need to hear that right now. So I hope y'all feel the same way about some of the things that she says because she's really... um, diving into some what it's like being an entrepreneur especially a black woman entrepreneur in a male dominated industry a white male dominated industry um and you know some of the challenges she faces but where she finds the joy and how she keeps pushing forward to me it was super inspirational so i hope it's super inspirational for you guys out there so with all that said let's get into this episode oh But before we get into the episode, if you have not yet, 
please make sure to run over to www.bluntlyblackgirls.com and place your order for the Intentional Highness Journal box set. Remember, there will only be 50 of these things made, and I want to make sure you get yours before they're grown. So once again, that's www.bluntlyblackgirls.com and place your order for the Intentional Highness Journal. There's really no other better way to celebrate 420 but being intentional about it. So it just makes sense, guys. Now, let's get into this episode. So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It is my girl, Highness Queen Lala. And um, I found her on Instagram, just scrolling on Instagram. Um, and you are, so let's, I want to make sure I get your titles and, you know, all of that correct. So I'm actually going to let you introduce yourself so that I don't do you any disservice. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm Lala, the CEO and founder of Eve's Garden Cannabis. Okay. Eve's yes. Garden Cannabis and outside of, from Oakland, California. Even more, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what really made me like, oh, I definitely got to get her on the show. She from the Bay. She out here with me. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot think of another brand that is marketed the way that yours is and very much about being a bluntly black woman who smokes weed. Like, it's just amazing. Like, everything about your brand says that. And I was like, yes, I have to, I have to make this happen. <laughs> So go ahead and just tell us about you. Tell us about Lala. Uh, well, Lala is, I'm a 37-year-old black queen. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm a mother of a 14-year-old. Um, I've been in Oakland basically all my life, in West Oakland. Um, I'm a daddy's girl. Um, I work in IT, and I love cannabis. Oh. I don't know how it's hard because someone just told me the other day, um, you have to think of your bio and tell people who you are. And right now it's kind of hard because I'm kind of like, it sounds weird, but living in my manifestation mm -hmm. and a whole new me. So it's kind of hard just to, in a way, at this moment, explain who I am, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think um, there's strength in being able to say, you know, I need to really sit down and think about this instead of just like styling off things that you're like, is that really who I am? So I <laughs> I appreciate that intentionality there. Um, but I think everything that you said uh, are great things. I think they're great things to be. So, you know, I think you win in, sis. <laughs> um, that's crazy. I didn't know you were in IT. And that, I feel like that is such a... Um, apples and oranges inside of a dual personalities here. We have the IT lady by day and the cannabis connoisseur by night. And I just love it. I love the duality. They're kind of together in a way because in IT, like I'm the only girl on the crew. So I'm <laughs> with men. Cannabis, I find myself with men. Mm -hmm. So my, that we be already in the surroundings. I've been in IT for about 11 years. But it helped me 
like kind of understand men, work with men. Like I said, I work with them every day. So in cannabis, that's, that's mostly what you see is men. So I'm the same in help handle a lot of situations that I'm kind of facing now. <laughs> right, right. Trying to do your your brand because I mean, cannabis is not only a white dominated space; it's a white male dominated space. And even when you take the white part out of it, it's still a male-dominated space. So um, that's part of the reason why I'm always advocating for black women um, and the things that um, we bring to the table. Because uh, I also think we're the number one champions um, of any cause that we attach ourselves to. Um, so I feel like we should get our flowers, too. And I think if you're going to get some flowers, then you should get some Eve Garden flowers. Because why right. not? Bam. Right there. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, so let's do a, a quick temp check. I always like to check in with my guests and really see how your mental health is doing. Um, we are in the middle of a panini and it is actually, I've realized lately that it's had more effect on me than I thought it had. Um, so I think even more so now I want to check in and see how you're doing um, running a business and being an IT woman and being a mom and being a, a bluntly black woman in the midst of everything that's going on right now? Um, so a little backstory. I started Eve's Garden, I want to say, well, let me take it a little back. I actually have a manufacturing distribution. So that is called La La's Land. That's where the product or my brand Eve's Garden is produced. So basically, I started the journey November 2019, not knowing the pandemic was about to hit in <laughs> March. Oh, man. When I really started getting everything going, it was March because I went to Mexico March 19th. Literally, Trump shut down the border March 20th. So I was my plan was to go to Mexico and then it's things going, everything started popping. Um, so really starting the brand and everything literally during the pandemic has been way good because it's gave my mind something to focus on and actually do productive like I said I've been manifesting getting everything I need done done but it's also been sometimes discouraging sometimes mm -hmm. like I was just telling myself the other day I said I'm tired like because I had to work again to fund my brand so my brand is funded by all me. Like when I say not only the money it takes to do it, I do the designs. Like I have someone draw the designs, but everything else that goes behind it, the Photoshop, the words, the everything else I do from packaging to like everything. So it's been <laughs> plus my nine to five, plus raising a 14 year old. So it's been like, it's been in some way, in a way, <sighs> a lot, but this is what I prayed for, so mm -hmm. I can't really say too much. Um, I haven't been able to go to the beach a lot. I haven't been, and this is just a lot. And I know you probably like to. No, me. this is exactly what this this moment is for. Let you get all this off your chest, girl. Go ahead. It's been a yeah. It's been it's been a lot. In the end, to be honest, I was telling someone the other day because yesterday. You probably didn't look at my story, but in my story, I had a lot of feelings going out. I'll say that because I don't have a personal Instagram page. That's the only page I have. So it was just, I feel the lack of support with the black man. Mm -hmm. And 
I do have a mentor that is a black man that is probably the only good one that's been like financially supporting, I would say, or giving me opportunity, meaning giving me references or somewhere to go. But as far as I was getting ready to say the everyday black guy or a guy that would like me, I haven't had that support. Mm-hmm. immensely for me because I'm a, sorry if I get choked up, but I'm a daddy's girl. So black men to me are everything. But during this process, I felt feel the lack of support. And it's crazy how I just haven't received that. Mm-hmm. And so this year has been that part has got me all choked up. But far as just growing the brand and everything, it's, it's what you do to grow a business, period. So it's not that. And I love the art in and I love putting my all. And just building this brand has been the good. It has been good because it's brought me so much joy. And like I said, seeing my, my dream come to life, the manifestation of it has been beautiful. But the lack of certain support has been killer and yeah i get it i understand it um it is my mission (laughs) in life to build a community that will be able to come and wrap their arms around you in any way that you need you need you need or see fit um or you know the next person who feels like you or you know somebody who else is going through whatever else they may be going through like that is my goal is to let you know that you have a community of people that will support you and be able to do that and um, that you can turn to in those moments where you're not getting that from other genuine people. Right. Yeah. Thanks. So I'm, I'm so sorry that you were made to feel that way. Um, right. But I want you to know we got you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And great. Like my women, it's crazy because it's the women have been great and I've always women have always been great in my opinion you know mm-hmm. to me and I do because I'm a genuine nice person so I've never really had that you know that because when girls be like I got haters honey I don't have haters everyone loves me <laughs> <laughs> and say that like I don't like you know how girls be like oh this I don't brag on competition haters because in my life that doesn't exist everyone <laughs> I'm cool with everyone I'm saying I love everyone but I have no beef no problems it's just the women are you know great and uplifting and that's who's helping me maneuver around in the cannabis industry besides the one guy mentor I have are women mm-hmm. you know I don't want to say like you know I don't have it it's just certain aspects that I thought like say for instance like guys for instance guys would hit on me all day want to take me out but one won't give me a reference you know what I'm saying or support with some money but they want to take out to dinner. Sorry for my French, want to fuck or something and all that. But it's like, when it comes to business, you ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they, they don't understand when I don't even want to communicate. Like, to be honest, I haven't had sex since August of last year. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal. Nope, I don't want their problem. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want this problem. Because it feels like you're not genuinely there right now in my life to help me with what I need. Like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be money, but you ain't got no reference. You can't do no websites. You can't do nothing. But what are you bringing to the table? Because I brought the whole fucking table. So what are you actually going to put on this bitch? Right. (laughs) 
Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but um, yeah. I think that's, like I said, I think that's why we have to... I don't want to look for support in somebody that's not going to give it genuinely, like you said. Like, you want that genuine support. And if you coming at me on something and you can't, like, you basically you're telling me you don't take me seriously. You don't take my business yeah. seriously. You don't take my brand seriously. And... If that's the case, then anything you give is not genuine because it's not for me and the betterment of me. It's for you to get whatever you want out of me. And right. no, I'm cool off that. Right. So, right. yeah, I think that's just even more reason why we have to keep finding, you know, like people like me and you and hope that we can find some males to throw in that group as well. I know they're out there. I know they're out there. And, it, it, and if you, you males are out there and you hear this, let us know. Let us know where you say, hey, I'm here. We'll hit you up. We'll smoke. We'll do some things. We'll we'll put together some business plans and figure some shit out together. Yeah. <laughs> but until then, we're just going to keep figuring shit out for ourselves and keep, you know, um, in building our community of those people who are really here to help and support and grow together. Because that's the only way we all going to win. Right. Nobody can do it on no. their own. Right. Which is actually something that I'm really like really struggling with because I I think I can do everything personally. That's just me. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, I'm learning like okay maybe delegation is a real thing. Right, and that's what my job is funny because I'm a lead, so I delegate. I have to learn how to delegate to where I was just an employee at some point, a regular, you know, employee, but when you become like a lead or a manager or whatever, you have to learn to delegate. And that was kind of hard for me because I'm the type of person, like you say, I'll go do the work before I wait on you to do something and add you, to, you right. know, learning. That's why I say kind of my job goes hand in hand because it's teaching me things that if I was just doing the cannabis side, especially the legal side of it, Oh, I will just be lost in some ways, you know, just to run a business. So, so it's just how to, you know, really maneuver in the business world. You can learn from just working a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can, you can pick up game wherever you are. See, that's that, right. that's that Bay Area mentality. Like, I'm going to pick up game wherever I'm at. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love that. I've always... <laughs> I love being from the Bay, and somebody said the other day, they were talking about, like, they always talk about, like, oh, you know, girls from the Bay, or them Bay girls, whatever. Um, but somebody was like, them Bay girls, like, they're, they're hustlers. Like, you know somebody's from the Bay just based off of their hustle. And I was like, yes, I this is one I agree with. I will agree right. with that one, because... See how high rent is? And then, then if you have kids, you see how high, like, rent is crazy. Like literally, it's a shame that you can't work downtown and live downtown Oakland. It's just, it's just, it's crazy to me. So for you to say, hustle, yeah, we need about four, or five jobs, not two or three, four, or five. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, After we get done, I'm gonna get cute or get. I might just put on my workout clothes and go. I just, yeah, I don't really, and just go around there and see what vendors to support. And just have a nice day around there for a few hours. At the lake? Yeah. I always, um, have you ever been to the Town Collective? I see them on Instagram all the time. Um, but I've never been. And they have, like, booths and stuff out there? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I always say that I'm going to go out there and, like, check it out. And I just <laughs> haven't. 
Uh, well, now coming back around, they really go be out there. During the winter, of course, they're not around the lake. But now that summer's about to pop off, everybody about to be around the lake, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We may have to meet up, link up one day. Um, meet in person. Um, so, well, I hope I hope this next week gets better for you. I hope that um, you're, everything that you are looking for and all the support that you want and need um, comes to you regardless of what form that is. Right. It yeah. is. Thanks. Yeah, of course. So let's do um what you smoking today? Um a gelato. Some type <gasps> of gelato. Um, oh no, I don't have gelato. I have gelinade. <laughs> okay. Gelinade might be a form of type of gelato. So what I notice is people be like, I got this strain and that strain. It's depending on most of them, especially when they start off with G E L or <laughs> Right. I was like because when you said gelato, I was like, is that what I have? And I was like, no, gelinade. But I feel like they're probably like cousins or something. But they cousins, they just, it's, it's just, it's, what it is, is people don't realize, like, say, for instance, I'm going to give a good example of runts. You know, the different type of runts they have, white runts, pink runts, and all of that. So what it was, was it's just a different harvest. So we just grown sometimes six, eight weeks whatever if the numbers are off harvest so each time something is grown it might not come out the same but it might be from the same type of seed so that's when they get to if it doesn't come out the same so that's when they start dating up different things and all of that but it all comes from in a way the same family right that's crazy because yeah. there's so many different names yeah but it's i tell people the thing to um basically we buy it is if you want a sativa indica or hybrid that's only forget the like when you get into really the names of say it could be a gelato or it could be a cookie or it could be something else. All you really care about is the indica, sativa, or hybrid because you get the you want to know the effects it's going to give on your body. Right, right. What um, intentionality is very big um, in terms of like why am I smoking um, right. in this moment? And so, like you said, the, if you know the effect that you want, do I want to be pain relief? Do I want to feel up? Do I want to feel focused? Do I want to go to sleep? Do I want to relax? You know, <clears throat> whatever you are looking for, if you're intentional about what that is, then you can know which strain to get, regardless of the names. Correct, correct, yeah. correct. Um, so that is cool. Well, then that makes me, do you know where like the gel stuff comes from? <laughs> the stuff that starts with the G-E-L? Do you know what plant that comes from? This is just a random like, hey. It's just, it's just two different strains mixed together. You know what I'm saying? And they just, um, made it, called it more of gelato. Cause you got gelato 43s, 45s. But I think I don't want to mess, mess up the strains. It's like a Skittles. And I don't know if a cookie mixed together. It's just different strains mixed together and they come up with the name. Yeah. But you know, or the main, I want to say the main strain in a way for that, for that name or that brand. Because everything, like when you say gelato, that's in a way just a brand on top of, you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. just a strain. All right. I went to go buy legal weed, right? When they sell it to me, 
they tell me you can name it anything you want because we have to get it tested. So during the testing process, you can name it whatever you want. So even if I wanted to name a weed, say runs, and it's not really runs, you can still name it in a way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. You can name it whatever. It's just all doing what you, you know, whatever you choose to. But yeah, you know the seeds. Then you want to keep your seeds kind of intact with the right, you know, the right strain. It is though. You don't want to, you know, really go off and sell the people something that what it really isn't. Right, because then they're gonna be like, this didn't work. Right. That's why. That's why they have the gelatis or the gelato forty fives, the gelato forty, the thirty threes, or whatever. They're keeping it in the form of a gelato family, so everybody knows the main strain is gelato. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, 45 and 33. I like both of those. I think I like 45 better. Um, yeah. And then the other day I seen Gelato 41. That was the first time I had seen that. But I didn't get that. I, didn't, uh, <laughs> I had enough weed already, and I was like, stop. You're just you just trying shit now. <laughs> like, <laughs> come back next time. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I want to try that. Because, I mean, it's Gelato, and I know I love Gelato. <laughs> Like me, I won't really purchase too much, say, the bud flower to smoke. I'll purchase the shake because I still get the same high. And especially the shake comes from the same buds that I got. I don't really, I got, I would say I got, I'm fortunate to have that access. I'll say that first. Right. That I, I, say, for instance, the cannabis you see on my page, you'd be like, oh, she got the bud, but I got that shake too. So me as a, frugal person. I'm going to smoke that shake before I smoke that butt. <laughs> right. I mean, no, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I really understand that because there will be times where I'll be like, well, do I really need to get the expensive stuff? Because if this is going to do the exact same thing and it's right. cheaper and right. and even if it even if it don't, like, because I know there's some that they're like, well, it may not last, like the high don't last as long. Okay, so then just get high again. Like, I don't understand what the problem is here. You're still spending less and getting more, so I can get high even more if I need to. Can I say whatever, like we said again, your intentions are? Because we have, like, when literally, I went from, like, a consumer to the business side of the aspect, right? And looking at the market, and depending on, like you say, if you have pain, you use top. So that's going to give you a whole different, like, pain. You're not going to smoke. If you have pain, I would suggest, like, tacos, rub. You can rub, rub on that pain unless it's internal pain. And then, like, you want edibles. Like, sometimes I don't like the smell of smoke. Like, I, especially if I'm around a guy, like, I won't smoke. So I need edibles. <laughs> so, and then you have the weed and the flower, the buds, expensive weed. I call it the wrapper weed because everybody, all the wrappers are coming out. And it makes it, like, expensive. But if you come really down to the really science of it, you only need one gram to get high. One gram of weed. As long as it has 15% in it, you're going to get high. You know, not, like this joint right here, sometimes I don't even smoke the whole joint. I think because I'm getting older in age. But <laughs> I don't smoke the whole joint, and I will be in here high. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, and edibles really have a different type of high for me too. So, and it will be a longer high. So it's, like I said, it's all depending on, and if you educate yourself, if you're doing it for a medical or if you have attention or you're just doing it recreational to be like you in a club or whatever, and you know, certain things like that. So it just all depends. And I want to teach, especially as women, like there's different, 
like with me and my daughter, sometimes I want to do a scrub or something, just a relaxing body. You know, you're in the shower or whatever, and you scrub or do a bath bomb. Girl, you'll be surprised how good your body feels. Or <laughs> rub some soap on there. And so it's it's just depending on the moment, yeah. But I'm all using it for relax. Like, I don't use it for creative to be up. I'm an indica girl. I'm about to be relaxed all day. See, um, have you tried... Um... Oh, I can't think of the name of them now. Um, Ohm. I was like, I know it's two letters. <laughs> but it's called Ohm. And it's, uh, I believe it's a woman-owned company. I don't think it's a black woman-owned company. Um, but they have a lavender cannabis bath soak that oh. is life-changing. Okay. <laughs> Girl. Yeah life changing so I don't I don't do baths I am not a bath person um but my feet were killing me one day and I was like I don't want to go get a pedicure because you know COVID so my cousin was like oh just come over to our house and we'll we have like the little foot soap thingies and I have this like stuff you can try and that's what it was. And girl, I sat there for, I swear, for like a good 45 minutes to an hour with my feet sitting in that water. Just like, I fell asleep for a little while. Like, right. I took a little little baby nap. And it was the most amazing thing. So I definitely, I, I get that. I understand that. When you said the, the body scrub, I was like, yes. Like the foot yeah. soak. Because yeah. that was magical. I would have uh, body scrub. I'm trying to have that. So what I'm doing is releasing products at the end of this month, which will be a 3.5 bag, a 7-gram bag, and a 2-pack of pre-rolls. And this will be in-store. So I'm releasing at Blunts and More, actually, in East Oakland. But my next round of products is going to have a bath salt, a can of oil, which is coconut oil and cannabis, and a recipe book. But with this recipe book, it's going to teach you how to make your own soaps, your own sauce, which is the rubs. Girl, you're going to be able to make brownies. You'll be able to make a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm giving you a recipe book on how to make it with the can of oil. That way you can, you know, make your own stuff and learn that it's, first of all, affordable. It's kind of easy to make because I'm going to give you the calculations on how to make your own butters or your oils just to make whatever you want or your olive oils. Give you the whole recipe because it's very simple on how to make stuff just for yourself. I love that. That is so amazing. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, to going to Blunts and More and getting me some Eve's Garden because, girl, I've been seeing the Instagrams and I'm like, I need to consume that. Like, it is so pretty and it looks so good. I need that inside my lungs. <laughs> so I tell people all day, I don't personally grow weed. Like, I don't grow weed. I just know people who grow weed, right? And yeah. they're like, oh, how you, you know, that most people, the people you buy from, like the burners, the young LBs, they don't grow weed. Runs in them, they just put, a, put it in a package. They know good growers, but they put it in a package to sell, right? So I want to, I want to let everybody, because people are like, oh, you grow your weed? No, but I know the people who do. Right. <laughs> I know where to go to get it, and then I can bring it to you, and then, you know, everyone's happy. I think right. I think that is amazing. I think that sounds like a great business plan, <laughs> personally. Just, just. You know, my two cents. You know, um, grow 
grow potatoes, but they make potato chips. They don't, you know, and different stuff. They don't do it. They just the manufacture. So when people ask, I'm manufacturing and distribution side yeah. of it. Want to be the Coca Cola of cannabis, but just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the Coca Cola of cannabis. Yeah. Bro, I got products. I don't want to unleash everything on here, but when that is, you gonna be like, okay, she's because I want to make it normalized cannabis, right? Mm-hmm. When the white folks or the the Republicans or the people who are against cannabis, they don't like it because, like, for instance, we light it up, we smoke it, right? Right. That look at is like you know, it's cigarettes have always been looked at as a bad thing in a way, like not to say like that crack or whatever else you light up is like a drug. So with cannabis, like I want to put it in oils, I want to put it in liquids that you could drink because I have a drink coming out called like weed teeny, just like a martini. You go be able to add a liquid, I'm gonna give you a martini glass, pour that shit in there, and there you go. You know, that's but I want- dope. Are we normalize it, like I said, put it in the bath spots or put it in the oils with the recipe. But the more we normalize it and put it in those things, the more, like, on the federal side and on the Republican side, they will more, you know, get used to it. Because this here, it's like, hold on, y'all just sitting there smoking, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the content of how we do it and how people sometimes use it, it's like, okay, it's not really in a good content. And the worst thing you can do to the cannabis plant is here, firing it up. That's the worst, you know, I mean, if you Google it anywhere, we'll say firing it up is the worst effect to where if you're consuming it or if you have it in a capsule or oil or rub it. So it's different. So with me, I want to normalize it to where, okay, girl, we sitting there with some coffee and tea, got cannabis in it, but we sitting there having a conversation, you know what I'm saying, a conversation or a drink, a martini with your girls, but it's cannabis in there. It might take 30 minutes, but in the conversation, you're going to see 30 minutes go fast as hell. So about, <laughs> you know, you sipping with your girls just like alcohol or something and you just having a good, you know, good time. That's what I want to do, like normalize it for all of us, especially us women, because we, as women, we hide it. Most women, like you see, say, you was like, I don't see too many black women when they smoke cats. As women, we're taught to hide this because it's like so-called a bad thing, which is not. It's just to relax us for these damn kids and the family we got around us. So it's it's not, so I want to make it like it's normal for us too, you know. So that's what I'm hoping, like my whole little vibe brings like normal normalize it you know have one it's not expensive i'm trying to make it affordable with a sexy look yeah my rolling in dollars and stuff so i love that because um that again literally the point of this podcast is to normalize and destigmatize seeing black women consume cannabis right 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 um so I agree with everything that you just said because that yeah there's no reason for people to be looking at us crazy because I can I I can be less crazy when I'm high so this is really benefiting everyone my mom used to say that all the time like both of my parents smoke it's crazy because I was on clubhouse right and I just recently got on clubhouse well not recently December but what I didn't know how bad the plant the cannabis plant really affected people's lives until I got on Clubhouse. Like, listen to the stories. Like, some people were mostly like, God damn. To whereas I grew up, like, my parents both smoked it. So it was okay to see you relaxing, you know, smoking. Not to say they encouraged kids to smoke, but it was okay. Like, mama smoked because she needed to relax. We was getting on her damn nerves, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like she was going to go crazy or do nothing horrible to where, you know, 
you hear somebody from the East Coast talk about it or something like that, and he's like, well, my parents did this and this, and it's like, well, dang. <laughs> you know? It's like a different, it was a different, like, really a drug, is that what you're saying? Like, versus where yeah. here in California, it was just like, oh, you're just smoking, so it's not... Or it was, like, used as medical, or, you know, because when your parents used it as relaxed, or they used to relax, you can say that's more of a medical, you know what I'm saying? It's not just a recreational, because they are using the drug, too. So, like, say, for instance, not to say like that, like, white households, they were in the opiate crisis, right? And they use values or something to relax instead of, like, a natural product, right? Or or something like that, or natural and sensitive. So our parents kind of use cannabis, in a way, to... And I hate I just compared it to opiate. <laughs> in a way, the cannabis, it was a form to relax instead of alcohol. But it's, a, in my opinion, a natural product. Well, I mean, in that sense, uh, right, because I get what you mean about comparing it to opiates because I don't believe that cannabis is a drug. Um, right. Like a drug is something. Opiates are a drug because they're man-made. Like, to me, that's mm. what the difference is. Um, but in the sense of what you're saying, I feel like it's more the the reasoning behind what you're doing is the same, um, right. but the result is what the difference is. And right. when you have when you have opiates, like we know what the results of that is. When you have cannabis, you just kind of go melt into a couch somewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sweet. which of these two things is not the same? Like, <laughs> which one do I want? Right. Yeah. I, I wonder if that is um, because we grew up in California. I wonder if that has anything to do with maybe the stigmatization around cannabis use um, that right. you were you were like hearing those stories where it was more relate more on the level of an opiate or a crack or something like that. When here in California, we were just like, okay, right, <laughs> sweet. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot about, like like you said, the area, and you'll find a lot of things from fresh fruit. You'll be surprised how you'll talk to someone from New York. That's why I say Clubhouse is a great experience to let you know different things, but just like just buying simple things is like fresh fruit. New York, because they're like it is, it's not really, they it's not really accessible like it is to us to see so many farmers markets and all that there girl they you hear them stories you're like well damn <laughs> Not like that certain stores only a few stores haven't been as expensive for so that's why you'll see when you just hear the stories you're like well shoot <laughs> well, this is why i don't want to leave california right right we kind of have it made right <laughs> i love it here um so tell us about your relationship with cannabis. We kind of got into it. That's one thing I love about this is that we always go off into these wonderfully random ass tangents. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, kind of tell us about your relationship with cannabis. Why do you smoke? Why did you start smoking? So with cannabis, I started around the age of 13. I got it from under my mom's bed. She used to keep this little wooden box and used to have you know her weed her little she had these little silver scissors she had <laughs> girl my mom had the same box i swear to god with the silver scissors the papers <laughs> got the little tips had the little the little roach clips in there. <laughs> i took it 
different manner. And ever since I've been a fan, like, I remember my first job. Like, I at 15, I was working at Bank of America. Girl, in Martinez, I was working at the Catswell. So I remember getting there, and it was just weed heaven after that. Like, I didn't have to worry about asking nobody for some weed. I was making $10 and some change at 15. <laughs> Look, couldn't tell her nothing. Like, so... I just always used it to relax after school and everything because most people like, well, you went, I went to college, I went to Clark Atlanta University, like after, you know, just smoking every day and all the stuff, but I've been in love with this since I use it yet to relax, keep me mentally calm sometimes, like, (laughs) yeah, I'm not a drinker, I'll drink sometimes, but I don't like the effect alcohol has on my body, I don't like the taste of alcohol, so... I just always gravitated towards cannabis. And my parents, like I said, both of my parents still smoke it today. Right. Again, I think that's that that California, maybe that Oakland living, that, like, it's normal for me to say, like, my parents smoked my whole life. I have a brother. So I'm the only girl. I have two brothers. What older one? Well, I'm I'm the youngest, but I have two brothers, only girl. Yeah, I'm with the middle. So my older brother, he doesn't smoke. Like he don't. He tried it one time. He was driving on the road, side of the road, all the shit. So he doesn't really do it. He don't do it at all. He don't really do it. He don't do it. But me and my other brother do. So it's for everyone. Like I have a daughter, as I say, and she tried it. She tried it at the age of thirteen, and just like me. I did. She tried mine, which I was happy. She didn't try with nobody else, to be honest. <laughs> but, but it wasn't for her. And I don't know if it's because her age, because she'll be 15 in September. So, like I said, she tried it when she was 13, but she, it wasn't for her. She First of all, she said she didn't feel nothing. So, I think she just hit a little piece and she was just trying it. So, she didn't get no, I think, the effect. But she, yeah, she just said it wasn't for her. But, you know. But I love that she she can make that distinction and she knows that I don't have to do this just because other people are doing this. I tried it, I didn't like it, and now we can move on. Right, because you'll be surprised how many kids in middle school, just being a parent of a middle kid in a middle school, them kids were smoking those jewels, those um, electric cigarettes and stuff. Like, my daughter was like, her friend smoked it. And you'll be surprised. And it was like, that's why I think the government was so hard on those vapes and all those. Because those kids were actually smoking it. You know, Mm -hmm. as a parent, whose daughter was in middle school, they were actually smoking it. So for her to actually just hit mine and say it wasn't good, I was very proud. (laughs) You know, that she wasn't doing so, you know, so much other stuff. Because if, I don't know if you have a kid, but once you get into really what these kids are doing, girl... (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, my um my goddaughter's about that same age and yeah, she's she told me the same thing, like, yeah, my friends I see my friends smoking on the pens all the time. And I was like, Really? She's like, Yeah, at school. Really? <laughs> like I remember in high school, you know, people smoking in the bathroom or whatever, trying to sneak and smoke in the bathroom. But it was like isolated incidents and most of the time because it was actual smoke, you got caught, so people didn't do it. Now it's just like a normal thing. And I'm like, this is not normal behavior. Right. Right. Yeah, but that I, I'm so um that makes me so happy. It must make you so happy to it takes a little bit of the worry, you know, 
about her her falling or succumbing to the peer pressure. I mean, we all succumb to peer pressure, but I'm sure that it, it helps you know that, okay, if she don't right. like it, she going to say, I don't like it. Well, yeah, because now I'm hearing that because of Clubhouse that people put like fentanyl in it, it being put fentanyl in weed and all this stuff. It's like, where they, first of all, where in the hell y'all put that in there at? But it's just they sh- like you don't want your kids to go try something and because stuff can mess you up, you mm-hmm. know. It, so to have that open relationship in a way, even though she snuck behind my back and took my stuff to where like it's just. You didn't go outside, you know what I'm saying? You go to your little friends. Before mm-hmm. you want to try anything, you rather, you know, try it through me. And that's the good thing. Right. You ain't out friends. <laughs> right. Well, that's awesome. But yeah, that's that's great. I think um, you've obviously had a very uh, tenured relationship <laughs> with the plant. And uh, it has brought you here. Right. So that's that's always great. Um, before we get into kind of Eve's garden and all of that, I want to do our high blessings. Um, okay. So uh, the high blessings are basically positive affirmations, manifestations, things that you want to speak into existence for yourself. Um, I'm trying to be so much more, again, intentional about how I speak to myself uh, and about myself. So... Um, I think we all should do that. So you want to do your, your high blessing for, for today, this week, the episode, whatever amount of time. It's, it's been so frantic. So I tell myself I'm living in peace. I'm living in peace. Right. And I'm just trying to live in peace at the moment and speak up on peace in my life. Cause it's been sometimes not too much outside mentally, mind going racing going crazy you know so my after I'm just trying to speak the peace back into my life because when I started my business it was like I'm gonna do this with my sanity you know and it's the goal because a lot of people don't realize with building the business you can lose your sanity and with that to keep your sanity you need peace a peace of mind so my what I want to speak to me <laughs> right now is just I'm living in peace. I want that peace. Yes. I love that. I, um, <laughs> I agree a whole million thousand hundred one hundred, like all the percentages, uh, that running a business is not peaceful. <laughs> like <laughs> it is everything that the opposite of peaceful is. Um, so I, know how important that is to reinstill that um, thought process in yourself. So I wish that for you. And I hope that you remember that in the middle of all the chaos that is entrepreneurship. Thank you. Yes. Um, My high blessing today is, I think, um, I'm trying to think of how I want to say it. Um, I take the risks that I want to take even when I'm scared. I think that's probably like the biggest thing that I've been preaching to myself over like the last week. Um, I have a tendency to, or I've realized I have a tendency to take only calculated risks. Like if I can't see 
the vision and the the step one, step two, step three. Like if I can't see that, then I'm probably not going to take that risk. But you know, there's so much more to life than calculated risk. And I'll say this, Eve's Garden, to lead into your next thing, Eve's Garden was, a, I took the risk of me buying, basically I was saving up to buy a house. And that went into starting my business. So I believe in that risk that my business is going to pay for the house I want. Hey, so that's my... Even more reason why I hope you get that piece, because honey child, I know that's weighing on your mind. And... <laughs> broke down with that I told myself I said honey you've been almost a year into this and you haven't really seen no return you've been putting so much money into this and you're supposed to buy your house and keep in mind I have other business ideas in my head that I wanted to start to so it was a whole lot of who is this because keep in mind I've not really seen any money especially off the cannabis side and all that because it's just been putting a lot just building just to get it building it so and i'm gonna tell you that's i'm finding that's with any business i just can't that's just with any business because you have to build your market just so much like even just getting a building and just everything it's but what i'm learning it's a business it's just not cannabis it's a business so that's why i was like i had to be like because december was a discouraging month honey i tell you Christmas too, can girl this it, but I made everything happen. But it was just like the, I want to say prayer works. People don't believe, girl, honey, when you cry and you pray in a quiet spot and you really work on not only just pray, be consistent on working on something, everything works out. And I tell anybody, anytime you like that ugly cry, pray like like you really talking to him, whoever your God is, that is that. Yeah, between praying and just being consistent and working on it, not only would you will you feel better because you're seeing something, even though I don't see money. Like when I get my packaging, because I got more packaging come in and every everyone's third because I got like little cards and different, just different stuff. When I see stuff come in, it's like, okay, everything's coming to reality. Even though I don't see the money yet, just seeing my vision on the packaging, the product and all that is just, it's just it's worth it's worth it in my daughter's season and so she sees me working at this so she knows like a lot of kids and i'm gonna tell you a lot of kids see instagram be like instantaneous money instantaneous millionaire but they'll see somebody and think they just were an instant millionaire for like for instance lizzo lizzo said it took eight years for her to become lizzo mm-hmm. at the end of the eight years so i'm able to she show was my daughter sleeping in her car <laughs> like right. she was homeless at one point and she kept grinding. Right. And I tell my daughter and she, I'm able to show her instead of her, like a lot of kids, they say they only see Instagram. I'm able to show her. It's going to take a mama a few, a little bit to make this me, but at least, you know, in life with you, it's going to take you a minute to make that million. You know what I'm saying? That's going to come easy for y'all. I don't care who you are. When you see these famous people, one thing about these celebrities and stuff, they teach these kids how to work. Because if you look at a lot of their kids, all kids have their own hustles, you know what I'm saying? And they aspire instead of them just sitting there, I'm going to take my mama money. No, your ass going to work too for this million because their parents right. <laughs> knew how hard to make that million. So I'm like, with this process, I'm so happy. I made so much. And I got like so much to give the other black women part of brand. 
Like, I got a facility for you to come and try to, you know, start and get on your feet with it. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Um, I forgot how we got here, but it's fine. <laughs> we, we, look, I like the end result, and that's all that matters. Talk about your risk, your formation. Oh, your... yes. <laughs> yes. That, um, so, my, my, Affirmation is that I am not only going to take the calculated risk, but also the risk that I know that I really need to take. I mean, I'm right. not going to lie and act like I'm just jump out a fucking window because that's just not me. But I, there, there will still be some calculation done. <laughs> but I, I need to step out on faith a lot more than I have been. So that is my high blessing that I have the courage to do that. Well, that's awesome. That felt good. Um, how you feeling after that? Good. Yeah. I you to take that risk, honey, because you don't have to take that risk to get that million. <laughs> right? That's what I was like. I keep telling myself, I was like, you act like it's just, if you don't take the risk, you gon' it's going to happen. Like, so either you take it and it doesn't happen, or you right. don't take it and it doesn't happen. Like, either way. <laughs> either way, you're going to learn the lesson. Right. <laughs> Either, either or, either or, but yeah, you'll appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. So let's get into this blunt talk. Lala, I want to talk about, of course, Eve's Garden and you and how everything started and your, your journey into entrepreneurship in the cannabis industry. So um, first, I just want to say, if y'all haven't seen... Uh, her packaging, her branding, her marketing, like she got a bad bitch on the cover of everything. And I fucking love it. Like that was literally, I, I'm a sucker for good packaging, um, good marketing, good images. Like I will buy whatever you're selling just because I want to, I just like what it looks like on the outside. Um, so that was the first thing that brought me to your page. Like, I think I was scrolling um, on a hashtag probably, and I saw your package. I was like, oh, sure, stop. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and then I saw Oakland, and I was like, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you guys definitely need to go check out our packaging, check out our stuff. I saw you did, um, were those cards that you you posted the other day? Those yes. were fucking fire. Little, they're little joint cards. I don't know if you can see. I'm gonna show you, but they got like little holes, and it's like a little, little rubber band. Not a rubber band to tie thing. You pull and you put the joint in. Girl, I was too lazy. That not really lazy. I was doing too much, but I was gonna put one in a card to shut, like show you. But the joint goes here. Yes. So I had some for Christmas. I'm missing one. I think it's in the box. So when I release. In three weeks, I'm going to have, like, just, like I say, all my little accessories. Like, my cup. I got my mock cup. So, it's like, once they, this, this is just a mock cup, but. I like, love that. Probably. And I got, like, the rolling trays, of course. And that, ooh, of course, the ashtray. <laughs> but I, I also love have, that. Got new car fresheners that I'm getting made. 
that'll have the affirmations on the back. So like you're in your car, you got the cute little Eve's Garden logo on the front, and then the back you turn it, it's affirmation. So it's going to be nice. And like I said, I'll have affirmation kind of like trading cards that come when you buy the weed. So it's something a little different to start off. Like I said, I got so much more coming, honey, but that's just the start. <laughs> I love the idea um, when you had said that earlier. Um, <laughs> I, 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 Hi, just high shit. Um, I was like, when you said it earlier about the, the affirmation being in the package, I was like, ooh, put a pin in your brain in that because that's a great idea and I want to mention it later. And then I completely forgot until you just brought it up right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was like, oh yeah, shit. I was supposed to bring that back up earlier. <laughs> but yes, I, <laughs> I love that. I think that is a genius idea. What better way to be intentional um, about your cannabis consumption than having an affirmation or a manifestation card to literally read while you were consuming your cannabis. That is right. amazing. Right. Yeah. I love that idea for you. Like, cause I do packaging done. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. I've had three different packaging before I can even release my product. Three different. <laughs> this is <weird>. but <laughs> packaging. So my first, one of the packages was like bad bitch and all that. So I had this older black lady and she was like, I get it. She was like, I get the nudity. She was like, I get the piece. She was like, but you can't put bad bitch on the package. She was like, that does not go. She was like, you're very peaceful and all that. So I actually re-imaged myself in the process of trying to launch. So <laughs> it was crazy because it was a consultant and she gave me some constructive criticism and I took that and so now my packaging says high vibe, calm mind. And at the top it says spoil yourself today. You deserve a break. And that's why I said the affirmation cards are going to go in there and then you're going to get a, you know, like something positive in there that you can it all flow beautifully together. <laughs> yes. I love that. And I love that you said you, you know, somebody came to you with some constructive criticism and, and you took it and you pivoted and, there is um, a very big impar uh, important part of entrepreneurship is understanding that pivoting is necessary and that not every idea is a great idea. Um, and so being able to take that criticism um, and run with it, I mean, because I love your packaging. I, like, I absolutely love everything about it. I love, um, I, I <laughs> sounds weird, I know. But I literally sit there and I like kind of study these things, like images and stuff, and like see the what it makes me feel. Um, why is this drawing me in? And like you said, I think it had a lot to do with the flow of everything, and it really made me want to embrace Eve's Garden, my Eve's Garden, and get high and be intentional and give myself a break to like just be Jasmine free of whatever else is going on while consuming cannabis. And that is a right. whole ass experience that all I got from just looking at your pictures, uh, your packaging. Yeah. So I, I love your packaging. <laughs> well, it is me on the packaging. Actually it came from a photo, uh, cause you, how Eve's guard, Eve's garden got started. Right. So East Garden back in, I want to get this correct, 2019, 
September. I want to say September, August, possibly. I was in Detroit. And I was dealing with some people in Detroit. And keep in mind, I was on the other side. I don't want to say that, not the legal side, but the other side. But basically, dealing with some cats out there, and we were sitting there, and we was actually, um, he was working on another project, like, he wanted to start. It was, like, A1 Sauce, and he wanted to have, like, Carter, Cartridge, whatever name was Sauce. So it was like, uh-huh. And so I was sitting there, like, I want my own brand, like, just thinking, because I've been on the other side for a while, and if you don't know the backstory, a lot of us black women, this is why, in the way I started the brand, a lot of us black women were known as the mules in the cannabis industry, like, a nigga grew his grow house in our closet, you know, they used their address to move, because we was back there packaging that shit up in little bags, he'd go out, you know, and make the connections, but at the end of the day, we were in manufacture distribution like you needed to go to here state there state you'll send us with the little luggage and shit you know move and move so at the end of the day we played a big part (laughs) and the real real as i when i be on clubhouse as i say i was a mule you know what i'm saying so baby daddy had one in the closet all the shit so i've been around it you know all the way but anyway back in november i was sitting here and i was telling my friend i was like i want to start a brand and I was, he was like, what's your name? And I, it was like Eve's Garden. And he looked at me, Eve's Garden. I'm already a nudist. Um, I hike. I love hiking in the Bay Area. That's why he was like, leave California. Like, yeah, for what? I go to every beach, every mountain. My dad hikes with me. So it's 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 who I am. And Eve in the Bible, you know, they before they knew they were new, you know, and all the stuff, but they were new. You know, and they were in the garden. So my garden is sometimes the beach because, you, you know, you got to get in. Most people don't know it's 10 new beaches, probably over 10 in the Bay Area. You know, they have little new compounds like you just call clothing optional, but you get, you know. So that's where, like, he's gone. That November of 2019, it was like, and at first I have another design. It was like a, I want to say a fair skinned lady with longer hair. And she had, I had this. Um, 17 year old kid he drew it because he draw anime and so he drew it and my friend was looking at me he was like man why don't you have you on the path he looking at me like why did you have this boy drive you pay for this and had him draw this so I'm actually I was sending to you out there in this pose I just don't have the bong on but I'm at the beach and everything and I was in this pose and he I had my artist draw it for me and I had him add the bong and the smoke but the actual background and everything it's me on the beach that's awesome. So, <laughs> it like literally, I would send you a picture. You're like, okay, but it's with the earrings, the three earrings on the side. You know, I got no how it was supposed to be me. So that started um, East Garden. Um, yeah, 2019. I want to say between August and September. During November of 2019, I actually applied for my first social equity storefront license, and I applied by myself. Um, and it was a lottery. So anytime you get a basically a storefront, a brick and mortar around here, it's a lottery base. And I didn't get pulled. So I didn't get it on the first attempt. And then I went for my manufacturer distribution because any license, basically, I could get any license under social equity, basically for free on the city side. I don't pay the, I pay the state side. But anyways, it was manufacturing distribution. And that's where I got in. It's basically to package, to make, edibles which is infusion and then transporting which is distribution um 
so that's all happened I just want to say within all last year <laughs> this whole process like just trying to build find a building find a share right now I have a share facility I don't have my own building I'm working with someone else in a facility but I'm looking of course the end result is to have my own building but I have basically the legal ability to uh, push my whole product um yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to explain. Sorry, because I'm high too now. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I'm look, I'm soaking it all up. Yeah, did you but... have to? So did you have to go like find the lawyer? Did you like what was that process like? Find like um, applying and and getting the. Yeah, I skipped all that. So basically, because I hear a lot of stories, everybody like it's hard. Literally, girl, I went to workshops my damn self, like because I wasn't working. I chose to take off from like August of 2019. Like I just started back working with Kaiser this February and again to fund my business, but I took off to learn the business. That's what's been taking me so long. Cause you can't go from a street level and be like, Oh, I'm going to sell cannabis on the legal side. No, the hell you ain't. You need a business plan. You need a pitch deck. My nigga, you need to value your company. It's a whole lot of shit that just even on both aspects of what I've been working on. I didn't know. So I had to take about a year to learn what I was doing you know what I'm saying any business you need to seriously just learn before you can even make money that's why they tell you sometimes it takes three years to make money yeah because you got to learn that damn business <laughs> so I literally went to workshops I filled out the paperwork myself because the paperwork was basically a business plan a three-year forecast a year forecast just basically all into one you get what I'm saying and that's basically the application you um you, you put your building down, the city has to inspect your building, but that's just basically the application itself for if you want to just get the building. That's why I say it's a lot. That's just, ooh, sorry, my apologies. Am I, oh, there it goes. Can you hear me still? Yep. Oh, okay. So, the, um, so that's just the building. That's just not getting product, girl. That's not getting packages. That's not shit. That's just. <laughs> and that's the building to manufacture and distribute out of. So that's the application when you say, like, application, hell, you got that building, you got to have all that. But when you say just fill out the application, yeah, just basically your business plan, your three-year forecast, um, basically kind of like a mini biography about you, and then your building inspection papers, and that's uh, the application itself. But with the city of Oakland being social equity, I am provided a free lawyer and a free business consultant. So that's where the lawyer, so right now I don't have to pay for that. So anytime, like if I need application help or anything, say I, I have future angel investors or capital investors, they're able to help me with paperwork to deal with them or, you know, just the ins and outs. I do have somebody on the legal side to help me, help me, basically help me if I'm going right or wrong, right. just on the legal but they don't help with like branding your company and all that marketing, all that shit falls on you. So far as like website, getting all the product, dealing with China, um, China manufacturers to get my stuff personally made. Like I don't have a sticker on my pack. Like you see some is the actual packaging is direct printing or the rolling trays, the ashtrays, um, like on my pre-rolls is like blue tips. So to match the little, blue packaging so I work with like just dealing with the manufacturers girl I'll be up and that's why I say working in the daytime from 
8 to 5, be up talking with China sometimes at 1 a.m., designing my websites. Like right now, i got to finish designing part of the affirmation cards going there. Like that all falls on me. (laughs) Literally falls on me unless I pay somebody to do it. And really, honestly, I don't have the money to pay somebody to work for me to do that. So until then, everything falls on you. She's superwoman. And then some people say when they see me, like, I get a lot of guys, you did this all yourself? Well, hell yeah. It took a minute. But I did it because, like, I have no VCs, venture capitalists, no investors at all. Like, I haven't really even got a loan. It's been literally working my ass off from my savings of my house. I've been able to produce what I've gotten so far. Um, and I'm proud of myself because if you see a lot of people moving and doing what I'm doing, it's teams. You know, they need put together with partners to found somebody and I would say people sometimes ask why I don't have a partner I guess I haven't found someone to believe in me how I believe in my product myself or what I believe in my product and you're not gonna come in there half step and not believing in shit not doing half shit because I didn't put a lot into this so impossible for me to just take anybody because all the money I feel I didn't put in this even though it's not a million billion dollars but shit I didn't put this <laughs> Right. This another. This is another child. Like this is another baby. And no, I'm not just gonna give my child to anybody. No, it's just, it's just, it's, it's like I said, it's a beautiful struggle. If you ever hear that, the beautiful struggle is just, it's crazy. But I know when I get to where I'm supposed to be, a lot of this is me. I don't owe a damn person, no bank, man, no, no, nothing. I owe myself back, of course, but. I've literally did this, and this goes inspire many because it's like, nigga, you could do this, like, because black women are winning across the board right now too. If you look at statistics right now, in business, everything, black women are winning. So just for us to come in another field and dominate, like cannabis, and I feel it shows women like me that we can do it. I see her in it, especially not only like I said, the nudity. I want women to be free, like you own your whole self. You can be who you are. You know what I'm saying? Just as you are. Because a lot of women think, I got to hide this. Like you say, with smoking, it's a way, it's a feeling you have to hide it. And why should you have to hide anything? That's how I feel. Why should you have to hide any damn thing? Because people will either talk about your love, either or. But I find people love me. Even though I'm nude, you'll find these people who will question it, but I'll give them my reason. Even with nudity, and I'll just say this kind of all topic, like I'm nude. Like, I've never had sex on a new beach, on the beach or nothing like that. You know, I'm new because more spirituality. You're grounded in the dirt and you pray and you meditate and you sit in the sun and let the sun, the sun is the best thing you can get inside of you. So if you let the sun gleam on your body, it's more of a spirituality. So it's it's more deeper than that, deeper than, you know, sexuality, <laughs> if, you, if I may say. And if you look at nothing to do with sex, it's just you know, your body. So I, I try to teach women. I want to say that. And I hope my message during my journey gets to that. Like you're free. You should, like you say, when you see the package, maybe you feel kind of free and all that. That's the goal of the branding. And for women, especially women like me, like, hell, it's a free experience. That's why she's on the sand. She's grounded. She's in that, you know, position. So it's, it's a, it's a deeper meaning. Like I want to have retreats when we just add one and praying not even praying just sitting there like just getting massages learning how to yoga learning you know meditation and getting in you know tune with yourself just a whole experience girl i got for everybody like <laughs> i want to say stay tuned yes <laughs> I got- 
all of that, yes, stay tuned because your journey is not over. Your journey is only beginning. Your journey yeah. is only beginning. And so the the sun, the moon, the stars are the limits. <laughs> like the universe are the limits. Like you, anything you think of, you can do. So I love that. And I think I think you've done a very good job of um, displaying the message that you're trying to 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 give, because I feel like I said I feel like the um, what I received from just looking at your your packaging and all that I think is very much the message that you were trying to deliver. And this was before we ever even talked. Like okay. this was this was before I ever even knew your name. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, before I ever knew your name, before I ever hit you up and said, "Hey, I want this person," because I followed you for maybe a month or two before oh. I actually reached out. Um, okay. Just because I get I follow people and then I get busy, um, but then I would like see you like when I was scrolling and I was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta hit her up," and then I forget. And then I seen I think it was this like new packaging, and I was like, "Nope, gotta do it now. Gotta do it right right now." <laughs> So yeah, I love that um I was able to to feel your message through your your um packaging and I think that is a testament to your marketing skills and your I can do fucking everything skills cuz you've done everything here. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing and I'm telling you I love that fucking picture. It's just just hey. a fucking amazing picture. We can do anything because a lot of people talk about manifestation. I was telling somebody else, all manifestation is consistency. Consistency on that one thing you want to manifest. If you're consistent, like you got to do the hard work. Like Eve's Garden is manifesting and I'm in my manifestation because I'm consistently working on this to, you know, manifest it. That's just how simple to me manifestation is. Like it's just consistent on work you say for instance like your podcast if you're consistent at literally putting your all into this like you can't come at it like 80 percent. no you got to put 100 percent all the time and that manifestation that consistency go work off everybody's going to get your message that you're sending it might not be fast and overnight because that's not how manifestation works but when it's your time like i say when it's your time it's your time that's going to be just great but that comes with that consistency of just working on times it'd be like man i should have did this or i should have did that and question it that's not giving my 100 percent. you know what i'm saying that's lowering my vibration and breaking it down to where it's like okay now you doubt yourself you know what i'm saying you already put your 100 percent you said from the gate you was going to hundred now you dialing it back questioning where your money should went well no that's where your your consistency your manifestation is coming from just in that product so i try to stay on that vibe as they say vibe high like on my packaging says vibe high calm mind, high vibe calm mind try to keep the mind and the peace down and just vibe high and keep at the consistency of and high vibe and it's like literally gonna work out <laughs> i feel like hmm <laughs> I feel like, so I'm going to just put this out here. We had this plan for maybe a month ago, this call, maybe a month ago. And then my life spiraled. And so we had to push it back. And I feel like the message that you just gave um, is the ultimate reason why I'm, we had to push this back. I was meant to hear that message 
in this exact moment. Like if I would have, if you would have said that a month ago to me, it would not have impacted me as much as it just did. So I appreciate that. Thank you for telling me basically get on my shit. (laughs) Okay. Like, I don't know if you know, that's what you told me, but that's what you told me. Get on my shit. And yes, ma'am. Okay. So I will. Thank you. (laughs) I love that so, so, so very much. This makes me happy. Like searching place, not really soul searching place, but like readily get my shit together. Because uh, I was listening to a lady snob life mingling. I don't know if you follow her, but she hair company. She's a uh, she does. Um, she used to be a beautician. I don't know if she still does that, but she was like, um, she told herself. Um, she she said something like, "I'm trying to think what she said." Sorry, just slipped my mind. But she was like, um. She was like, I told myself I'm going to wake up every day. And she was like, I'm going to do this shit, basically. I'm going to do it. It's up to me to make it happen. Ain't nobody going to make it happen for you. Like, you got to do this shit. Like, at the end of the day, sometimes it's just you. No matter the family, that is, they could know you be working on something. No one will help. But to make your dream manifest, it's just you. So you could either sit, not do it every day, or you can do it. Like me, I'm a procrastinator. That's why sometimes things take long for me. And I own my shit. And I'm I'm at a point in life where I own my shit. Like, that's why certain things are not happening as fast. Because you procrastinate, girl. You, you know that? That's my flaw. That's- do you know what time? So we were supposed to start at 11. Do you know what time I started setting up my laptop? 10.50. <laughs>
So I sit there and I will get on the toilet sometimes or just in a dark place and I pray and I cry and I speak out loud what I need to stop and help me overcome this so I can be better and this, that, and the third girl. And yeah. <laughs> so. These are the joys of entrepreneurship. Right, 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 right. Right. The absolute best parts, right? <laughs> the how the hell am I going to figure this out? Right, right. But then you know what you do? You figure it the fuck out. I have faith right. in you that you will do that. Right, right. I will. Ooh, I have been. So it's not like I will. It's like and I have faith. Exactly. And that's why I have the faith that you will do it again. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that consistency. Lord, that's a right. word. I, I think I want to get that tattooed across my forehead. Just so like, right, just so every time I look in the mirror, I remember like, oh, you guys should do it. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's one other thing I wanted to touch on was you said you went to a lot of workshops to educate yourself. How did you find those workshops? Like, where, did you just go online and search cannabis workshops in Oakland? So, no. What <laughs> happened was I had a friend a guy I want to say dated law a while back and I was telling him, I was talking to him one day and I was like, I'm into trying to get in cannabis. I want my license. So he was like, man, they got a social equity, a social equity program in Oakland. He was saying, and he was saying that, that they had workshops at the city, like right downtown at the um, city building at Franco Gallup Plaza. And so he basically sent me his invite. He had an invite. He was like, meet me here. So, I went to the city one day and they were having a show now for two hour workshop talking about how to get basically a storefront license. That's what I was going for brick and mortar because he was going for his too. So from there, I got into their little loop of the invites or whatever. So it did me as educating myself and doing my own research. <laughs> Just happened getting a friend and he guided me the right way. But the city website has it all the time. It's, um, you can go on, I think, oakland.org or whatever the city of oakland.org or whatever and you do cannabis and they'll take you to social equity and it has a list of what workshops they have a lot of them are zoom right now because they just had a marketing branding workshop or whatever so it's all you know via zoom but most cities will have it for you if you are in a legal state with the city that because not all cities participate in you selling marijuana you like, some cities won't even have cannabis clubs. You know what I'm saying? You go to a city, probably Concord or Walnut Creek, or some places won't even have it because their city is a by-city, in a way, choice to have cannabis. Even though the state is there, the city won't. Some cities won't have places for you to sell cannabis. And even in Oakland, like, our, our places have to be in zones. Mm-hmm. Like, we just can't set up somewhere. They have particular zones where you can own places or own or lease places at. So... Um, yeah, with the cannabis, it's all city-based or state-based, but you go online, girl, and they have it. But now I'm learning universities. My cousin works for San Francisco State, and she got her son in the cannabis program. They've been having, like, Amsterdam University downtown mm-hmm. Oakland, that program and stuff you can pay for. But I look for free stuff. I'm a frugal woman, and I look for the bang for the buck, and how can I learn? <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I got mine into just, like, literally going to the, my friend and he so happened to know the city was giving because when you get into social equity like I said they provide a lot of free stuff you have a workshops you have a business planner builder you got a um, a business consultant you got legal help you got doc 
forms and document help. You get what I'm saying? Certain things like that for free. So you can either, because I hear a lot of people say it's a $100,000 or a million dollars start a cannabis business. No, it ain't. It's depending on how you go about this. If you want to spend a million dollars to start any business, say you want to start a barbershop, and if you wanted a million dollar barbershop, hell, you're going to spend a million dollars. But if you want to start with a little 10000 start like a mom and pop how it's supposed to be, then yes, you can grow your business to that million dollars. Say, for instance, like Apple or Facebook, they were little companies. They weren't the billion dollar, million dollar companies they are. They were small companies. Just with any company, you have to think small. So when I hear people say cannabis is this and that, no, the fuck it ain't. If you network and do what you're supposed to do, it, you can get it. Not to say it's going to be cheap. It'll be 20000 40000 but it's just the way, you, you know what I'm saying, you're starting it and it can happen. Right, and that 20000 40000 is very different than a million. Yeah, because everybody's trying to start out big, like, sit your ass down. You can start out small, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it ain't, you don't have to put a whole million dollars, you know what I'm saying? You don't even know if that whole thing is going to work for you. Why would you start off with a million dollars? So you start off and that whole plan didn't work, that means you just fucked off a million dollars. And that's a lot of money. You right. know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> for you, something you don't know will work. Right. It is, it's plenty of venture capitalists and million dollar companies that are in the cannabis industry that are losing money. Because first of all, y'all don't know good weed. Period. You can go, a uh, million dollar man ain't selling and hustling in these streets, so you don't know what really good weed is. And I'm going to just say that, because you can throw anything out there. So they're losing that way. They have no touch with the community, no touch with the streets. So they really, or even the, the consumer that's buying the product. You know what I'm saying? You don't know the difference between indica, sativa, like I said, and hybrid. Then you hire bud tenders that might not even know either. They're not educated. They haven't went to a little class. They haven't went to a workshop. So it's a whole process that you can fail by running a million dollar business with no education behind it just thinking cannabis is a green rush no it ain't because everybody <laughs> you know people consume mm-hmm. cannabis differently they want a different effect you know some people like the expensive buds and all that you have to learn that just the different things and i said the art in cannabis and then yeah but girl it's hard for everybody i want to say i can say that because a lot of black people is like cannabis is hard i'm learning it's hard for everybody Mm-hmm. There's people that messing up so much money in this, just putting money in it, thinking it's going to flip overnight. That's never how the streets have been. You know, selling it, you have to build up your clientele. You just can't go nobody here to just be like, I'm standing here and go make a million dollars. No, you had to get your clientele, the people who's going to buy it from you. So, and again, it still was a process. <laughs> right, you still had to build. You still had to build. You so, still had like, to worry about customer service. Like, right. and where you were getting in, in manufacturing and distribution, like you right. still had to do these things. Right. We still had to do it. Just wasn't in the, in the eyes legal as they say now terms, but it was like something we, you know, been doing. It's just now teaching the people from the streets. You need to educate yourself on this legal side because it's different. You know, you come from the streets, you ain't got to put together no business plan, no pitch deck. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about a forecast and none of that. You don't have to make charts of literally like we probably did it with the weed. You know, you break down a pound, you get those numbers, but when you got to talk about packaging and how much you don't spend eight cent per packaging, five cent per pre-roll, you know what I'm saying, two, two dollars, you got to really break down that and put together a forecast of how much you going to make off this and all that. You didn't learn that from the streets. You know, you learned a little portion. So it's, like I said, it's a lot of education on everybody's part. You got to sit there and be like, it's just like any other business. Even like your podcast, you had to, invent, you know, educate yourself on the right, say the even 
the right mic. Right, the right mic, right program. The care of Google, mm-hmm. you know, this Google app to think correctly. So you, it's just little stuff. Like I say, it's just a business. Yeah. Um, so bringing up social equity, um, uh-huh. what does social equity mean to you and what has it done for you in your, your business? Okay. So I did a clubhouse. I created a group called the gift of opportunity. So social equity has brought me the opportunity to be in the cannabis industry. It has relieved certain fees that I don't, I want to say I don't have to pay. You get what I'm saying? So it's the gift of opportunity to become a cannabis brand, legal cannabis brand. Um, also to have generational wealth for my child. So that's what social equity, um, I want to say means to me is the gift of opportunity. It's a gift of opportunity. Anything else? What was the other question? I'm sorry. I think um, uh, what what has it done for you? But I think that's beautiful. I think that's a yeah. beautiful way to look at it. And um, again, it goes back to nobody can do everything by themselves. Sometimes you right. do need just the gift of opportunity. And right. and like you said, it's not even that is not necessarily asking for for money or a handout no give me the chance to do everything i need to do so i can be great right 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 yeah so i i think that's a great way to look at it um and then the other part of the question was what what has it done for you but i think i think that you your answer answers both parts of that yeah and like you said, the opportunity, and some of us don't see the opportunity in the smallest things, right? Some people are like, well, social equity is supposed to pay for everything. No, but what it is is bringing us opportunity to an industry that probably would cost us, like you say, millions. And, you know, by the time you get the lawyers and you get the consultants, yeah, you're going to talk about a million dollars. But what social equity is providing us stuff for free to you, which means a discount. So you could take that upcharge off for you to be able to have this business you know what i'm saying we didn't have times where we were able to get into the alcohol you know when we talk about social equity social equity are people who have been harmed i guess by the plant you know i've personally never been to jail for it but because i lived in oakland zones where this stuff was sold at i qualified for it you know and that's why i said the black woman of course because we live in the zones where these men be and they move and we lived here and we raised families here and we raised kids here so yes we should have the opportunity to be able to be a part of this too so because i live the, hear the narrative of oh you have to go to jail to get into social equity no but i have lived in what they consider the zones the high crime zones that i qualified to be a part of this you know so i'm taking advantage of this for instance i use the cotton industry like the cotton industry of course is made off our backs right we pick cotton all that nobody in turn, nobody owned, you know, nothing in the cotton industry. Same with cannabis. Like, we lived in the zones. Y'all have sold this shit. Now is the time that you could take advantage to own a part of this. You know, something that was put on our backs that now we have a time to profit off this, get general generational wealth off this. But I think some of us, because not a lot of people that's really, in my opinion, trying to really profiting off this or using certain terms and words and thinking it's expensive to start and just educating yourself and just starting. There's room for us right now. So 
Like when three years down the road, people be like, oh, we didn't have time. Yes, we have time. I'm a proven example that we had time to get into this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking this walk to show you, baby. Yes, it is our time. It's ways you have to figure it out. You can't think somebody's going to figure it out and hand it to you. No, but there are things that's laid down in the laws that you can, like I say, take the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, Hopefully our people look into that and be like, okay, there's opportunity. No, nobody's going to hand you shit. That's just life. That's just period. But there are things around that set in place that you can, oh, you get what I'm saying, own this by you being consistent and doing, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the perfect self and nobody helped me. None of these niggas, not like that. They have not, instead of buying dinner, they have not put no money towards anything. So I'm, not to say that's a bad thing, you know what I'm saying? It's, it is what it is, but it's to say, I done this with a kid, do, you know what I'm saying, making it happen. So, of course, you can't too. There should be no excuses, you know what I'm saying? And they be like, oh, I worked. I didn't sell no coochie for this. I didn't have to do nothing strange for no change for this. I literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally sat here and worked my ass. And I build great relationships that will, in a minute, show that okay, the brand is, you know, the brand is really gonna go. But it's just, yeah, I, I put it, yeah, I tell anybody consistency every day, even though sometimes you feel like giving up and you like shit. Like Christmas, it was like, oh, I got gifts to buy for my child. That's the only person I cared about at that moment. <laughs> Mama can't miss no step in her eyes. Mama can't miss no step. Everything has to go, you know. But in back of my head, it's like, how you gonna make this shit happen? Right. <laughs> it just end up happening. But it's like, okay, we all have struggles. We have to overcome that. We have to work through that, and keep a level head. And that's when you use like the affirmation, "I'm living in peace," because I have to keep that sanity. And the only way you keep that sanity is when you have that peace. So, or a part of some peace. But I feel like the whole hundred percent. I need all my peace. <laughs> I need every my- dime. <laughs> Like every penny of my piece, I want it. I want it. Because you was like, I hope you feel better after. I want to say, honey, after yesterday, I was feeling great after that. Like, I got it to, you know, I cried it out. I made it happen, honey. (laughs) Yes, that's awesome. Because, you know, most people, um, I don't want to say most people, but it's not always easy to be very, to let yourself um, have that moment. Yeah. Like, especially for black women, like, we feel like we always need to be on. We feel like we always have to be superwoman. So to right. let yourself have that moment and know the power that really is in saying, like, yo, I'm kind of fucking drowning and I just need a minute and then I can be superwoman again. Like, right. that's very powerful. So yeah. um, I love that piece of advice um, that you gave uh you know, go cry in the bathroom real quick if you need to cry. You know, pray about it. Do what you need to do. And then get it out so you can get keep moving forward. Right. You can't do nothing when you complain. And I tell you, you need a solution because that's what I, I think I was telling my cousin. I said, once something bad happened, it's thinking about the solution. I can't mm-hmm. complain about it. I got to keep it moving because I do have one priority besides myself. And I keep, that's my child. Besides, I always keeping my head I don't care about anybody else not say like that but like that is one responsibility is that child because I chose to have that child besides that everything else could fall apart <laughs> but I have I was 
telling someone not to keep her level across the board because it's unfair. It's I, she didn't choose to be here. So I make sure that in my life is continuously straight. I'll say that. So I have, in a way, like you say, black women, no time to fail you, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think mostly all women, mm-hmm. not just women, especially when you have a child, you have no time to fail. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so very much so. Need, you can, but that will weigh heavy on my heart. And my God upstairs, I don't think would be very pleased with me. So, <laughs> so but yeah, that's how I, so yeah, we're super women. Uh, not just black women. Sometimes I'll say all women that we have, because we have that mothering nature inside of us. Even if we don't have kids, we have that nurturing nature inside of us. So it gives us a different type of strength, I would say, than men. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all have baby daddies and sometimes <laughs> then even with husbands and stuff like that you will just see the husbands go to work the women take care of the kids so it's always going to be that strength we have that will allow us to pivot you know what I'm saying and especially during hard times you'll be surprised well, why you know what I'm saying even to cry because for men in an instance it's not looked upon good for them to cry and get out their stress that way but a women we able to cry drink a little bit of wine you know how some <laughs> you know <laughs> have a joint or two right and and have you know, like you say have a joint or two and then be able to overcome that in a way and that's what makes a superwoman and keep not missing a beat you know, to where men they hold up their anger girl they be missing so many beats and <laughs> look and it clouds your judgment. It clouds your judgment when you just hold it all in. When you get it out, then you right. can just think clearer. I do agree with that. I can't wait to have a women's retreat and let mm-hmm. women know just breathe, meditate. We sit outside and we're breathing. Not to say you have to be naked, but you're grounded. You're sitting with your legs on the ground and feeling the ground and just quiet and just listening to the wind. Cause I hike, I hike in smoke. I was supposed to hike yesterday, but my cousin faked on me, but like we'll go into Tilden park in Berkeley or someplace in Oakland, you know, um, Chabot college or somewhere and hike and just hike and talk and listen to the air, the trees blowing, listen to the birds. It's a different type of relaxing feeling. So I can't wait to have my retreats and be able, you can come in and just, yes. just the peacefulness of the earth is like, it's so beautiful to me. <laughs> yes. I also love how I live right next to um, like this huge, I don't know what the hell it's called. They call it a park, but it's not a park. It's a bunch of hit mountains and shit. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And so like trail, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and so now that it's it's getting warmer, I'm like, okay, I can go hiking again um, and get out. I have not been hiking out that way, but I really want to go. And then I miss going to the beach so much. Um, oh, yeah. I wasn't working last summer, like, like from about April until September. I wasn't working. And so all we did was go to the beach. And we, we went, like, in the middle of the week when most people were, you know, either working or at home working. And so we had the beach pretty much to ourselves most of the time. It was the most amazing summer I've probably ever had in my life. Just being able to go and sit on the beach and think and relax. And like you said, dig your feet in the sand. And, like, we dug for clams and we played in the ocean. And, like, like, it was the most refreshing summer I have ever had in the middle of a fucking pandemic. (laughs) 
because I got to just sit and be still in nature and think and like clear my mind. It was the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, I used to go on a Tuesday. Oh, I don't know why I love going on a Tuesday. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I would go on a Tuesday, and as you say, in the pandemic, so I, would, I was going, like, in March, April. And when the first pandemic hit and people were inside around, I want to say April, May, when you go to the beach, I seen fish and starfish. I seen jellyfish. Like, they were coming out. Like, when the news reported, I remember watching the news one day and it was like animals are coming out that usually are not out and when I went to the beach stored up it was starfish because usually you wouldn't see the starfish and jellyfish but they were so pretty it was like oh like on one ride because I go to a beach in San Francisco or whatever um Marshall Beach and the rock because they have big rocks out there so when the waves push back and you look and you can see the starfish just hanging on to the rock. So it was just pretty. And then somewhere in the dark, but they were fuchsia color. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they were big. So they were like, <laughs> it was little. So then you see the jellyfish. Jellyfish were clear. And they had like this little purple. It looked weird. It looked like kind of like veins. I don't know how to say it. But it was, they were just laying on the sand. It was just so pretty. I was like, oh, my goodness. So during the pandemic, I want to say, yes, I had the prettiest views at the beach. Yeah, because there was no humans. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, where do you want to take Eve's Garden? And where do you want Eve's Garden to take you? I want to take Eve's Garden. I think I, I am currently taking Eve's Garden um to be just a great vibe like ultimate a lounge where you can have just a great experience um and to deliver a great experience even with like retreats la la fest i have a lot yeah <laughs> just sum it up as a great vibe where eve's garden is going to take me and where it's taking me is to be one a better woman because in this journey of growing this, I have seen the strength in myself and a lot of things I I didn't see myself before. So I wanted to say that first, making a better woman and to give opportunity to, opportunity to others, especially black women. So that's where I see it taking me, to be able to assist other women, whether it's the words, the affirmations, the encouragement, through the brand itself or just me as a person being able to assist others. Yeah, that's beautiful. There's (laughs) nothing like, um, I think the only thing that beats seeing something that you made succeed is being able to see somebody else or being able to help somebody else succeed. Right. And um, help them realize their, you know, their dreams. Like there's a special... That's a special, special feeling. Um, right. So I, I love that. That is so amazing. You are such a beautiful soul. I tell Thank you, me. you are such a beautiful soul. I am so thoroughly impressed by you. <laughs> Didn't I tell you everybody loves me? Yes. <laughs> that is how you started this off. <laughs> that is very true. Yes, yes, I I 100% agree. You were not wrong. You did, you were not wrong. 
because as I, I've loved every part of this conversation. Um, like I said, you, you have said things that I absolutely needed to hear. Like this is a conversation, not just for our listeners and my podcast, but this is definitely one for me personally. So again, I thank you for, um, just being you and just being great. Yeah. Um, I think we've done like a whole ass, a whole ass show. Okay. It's been amazing. Good talk, girls. Good talking. Comfortable. How you feel? Nervous. It was a good. It was a good talk. Like you know, sometimes people make you nervous, and I know with my voice, because I feel clubhouse voice be all shaky and all right. <laughs> but uh, it was cool. It was like I didn't really call myself shaky. Yeah, a little emotional. Telling your story can always be emotional, and. Like I said, I'm learning how to deliver that. And the more I deliver it, the less emotion will be in it. But it possibly may be good emotion still in it because it inspires others. You know, like she really didn't been through this. She really is, you know, living this there or living proof that I can do it or I can make it happen or stuff. So, you know, it could be either or. But, yeah, it's, it's like I said, you're my second podcast. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I'm just so, I'm honored that you said yes and that you, you took the time, um, and that you, you were vulnerable and you were open and you were blunt and you were a bluntly black girl and all of these things. And so you, you've made this a very enjoyable time. I had a good time. Um, before we wrap up this smoke session, cause, um, I'm pretty high. (laughs) Um, I always like to end the show with a random ask question because what is highness without randomness? Um, so I have a list of questions. Give me one second to grab. Okay. I have a list of questions. They're numbered four through 20 and, um, you pick a number and I'll ask you that question. 14. Tacos or wings? Oh, oh! I was about to say that's the. It would be neither if other things were around. But <laughs> <laughs> you're not a fan of Taco Tuesday or Wing Wednesday. It's like it's, it is what it is. You know. <laughs> But I would have to say I can go with tacos. I'll go with tacos first because tacos, I'll get tacos before I get wings. I love me some tacos. So I'll get some tacos. I used to, because I'm not into beef anymore, really. Like, I used to get the carne inside of tacos. But I make a good shredded chicken taco. So I will eat it. <laughs> a good shredded chicken taco. And I like fish tacos, so I'll get it. But it's like, like people like Taco Tuesday. It's like, girl, if I could get tacos at that hell, it is. <laughs> I love Taco Tuesday. Um, matter of fact, I had tacos for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I love tacos. I think the world could live on tacos if it were up to me. Um, uh, what do I love? I'll say what I love. I love fish. So any, it just, fish itself, I would just eat fish or a Caesar salad, chicken Caesar salad, because you can never fuck up a chicken Caesar salad, really. I have (laughs) fallen in love with a taco seasoned salad. Uh, Yeah, I make taco meat, and then I just put it on a a Caesar salad. 
Okay. And it okay. is actually very good. Like, it is my favorite way to eat salad to now. And it's so easy because okay. you're just browning some meat, put the stuff in, let you know, the seasoning, and then put it on the salad. You got breakfast, I mean, lunch and dinner for like the next two days. I'm good. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I put right. some olives in there, put some um, sour cream. I and, mm. uh, croutons. I really like croutons. I love croutons. I might get me a chicken. I might go look for a Panera bread. And get right. He's <laughs> just like, girl, now I'm hungry. Because I'm going to the lake. If I could find um, something over there by the lake or whatever, because I like Vegan Mom. Like, I don't know if you've been to Vegan Mom. It's a black-owned vegan restaurant by Lake Mayor, right? I don't know if you know. It used to be the old Quick Waste, but it's right by Grand Lake Theater. It's called Vegan Mom. Me and my cousin went there the other day, girl, and they had some there was fried chicken, but it was fried tofu. Girl, when I say it was bomb, like literally, it tastes like chicken, but you knew it was tofu, but that shit was good as hell. <laughs> I know you like that. <laughs> you you lost me at the tofu. I was with you until the I, tofu. Because <laughs> like I had the brisket, the yams. Of course, you can't mess up on yams. That's vegan as it is. The greens, that was still the same. They macaroni, whatever he made the macaroni out of was bomb as shit but that I didn't like to be brisket because again I don't know it was of course in whatever it was vegan but it wasn't right but that chick that his shrimp whatever his vegan shrimp was and that fried chicken girl was my cousin had shrimp and our niece had fried chicken we all tasted it was great I'm telling you I know you're thinking because that's how we was thinking because we're trying to go vegan right mm-hmm. so <laughs> we're looking for restaurants to try to you know because you have to normalize it like you have to like I even with cannabis like I said cannabis with vegan too you gotta normalize it gotta taste good you gotta learn how to cook it right so we're trying restaurants that actually cook vegan food so we can learn how to cook it ourselves right and make it taste appropriately because we all have kids and if it don't taste right your kid ain't gonna eat that shit I don't care <laughs> what it is but right because well yeah so we went to vegan mom because I went to it's a black owned one in Jack London here and my daughter liked it. I kind of didn't like it. But when I went to his, it was like, oh. I was like, told my cousin. I said, I don't know. How the hell he fried that tofu? <laughs> I, said, I said, but he was, I said, I need to learn this recipe. Because, girl, when you ate it, like, I swear, this fried chicken, I get you. <laughs> and then we had the yams and the greens. So it just seemed like a whole. I would I said, probably try the um, macaroni. As as he got tacos, girl. He got vegan tacos. Like, he on point, I'm telling <laughs> But to- if I know it's tofu, I'm not doing it. I'm telling you, it's it like, you might, he got some stuffed nachos or something. Girl, he got some stuff that'd be like, oh, I might go try that today, too, because I'm going to the lake. So I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I don't eat eggs. I don't like, I've never eaten eggs. I don't like the taste. I don't like the oh, texture. Is this a, um, no, it doesn't, egg? it doesn't, I know tofu is not eggs, but like, that's what tofu oh, tastes okay. like to me is egg. And so okay. it's like, I can't eat it. Cause I'm, all I think about is egg. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And everyone's like, no, it's like, it's the way you cook it or it takes on the flavor of whatever you cook it in. Yeah. 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 Egg. That's all I get. <laughs> that's all I get. <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah. But, you know, the other stuff, I would at least try. Mm-hmm. I, I probably would not go back because I don't understand meatless worlds. Um, 
I know it's I know it's better for you, but I just can't. I like meat too. I eat chicken. I just don't really eat fried chicken. I guess even my daughter, we got to a point where it's like fried chicken, but I'll eat it in a salad or I'll eat it baked. But usually fried is just like. We had it to a point where we got tired of it, I guess. So we was like, nah, and it's been a while. We ain't went back to it. So, <laughs> yeah, but still eat chicken and, like, fish. And I'll eat fried fish, of course, but I won't cook it. I'll go to, like, little places that sell it. But, yeah, because I don't like hot smells. I was going to say, I don't cook fried fish because it stink up your whole house. And then yes. I get paranoid that the smell gets in my clothes. Girl, and so... Yes. <clears throat> So I'm just, I'd rather go let somebody else cook it. Like, or if my mom cooks it and I'm over there, like I have to take all of my clothes off when I get home and wash them because then they sit in your, your hamper smelling like fish, like fried fish. So the smell still gets in there. I was like, it's just so much work when you fry fish because the smell is just so, such a mess. I would much rather just go have somebody else cook it and then eat in my kitchen. Yeah, my uncle and them fried theirs outside, and they put their fryer outside, and they have a big fry, and they fry it out, actually outside. Yeah. I was like, I said, that's a lot of work still. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I'm not doing that, because that actually sounds like right. I'm burning down the whole world. Um, right. But I'm, I am I come over, you know, you just, you make it up, I'll bring it over, and then, then we good. I'll eat it. Right. <laughs> what right. you do it, though. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um... Look at that. Started off with tacos and wings, ended up with fried fish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that there's your answer. We are very Californian. The tacos one. Right. Tacos one. Yeah. Man, I really love me some tacos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Lala, I think that um, sums up all whole nother episode of bluntly black girls it has been an absolute ball you've dropped like i said you dropped gems um you gave us an amazing amazing beautiful story about eve's garden again i am a hundred percent huge fan of your packaging um i think everyone needs to go buy something with your face on it because you are the face of your brand (laughs) um tell people all the time give black women your money and i think you guys should give this black woman your money so especially if you're a local bay area person go find her stuff (laughs) um so you want to tell the people one more time um actually i'm again i'm high i don't remember did you tell the people where they can find you at was East Garden 420. E-V-E-S-G-A-R-D-E-N 420 on Instagram. Just check in with me and I will have postings of when I'm a launch, where I'm a launch and all that just in case you didn't catch up on that through the conversation. I'll have that all that information for you. Alright, sounds good. And you guys can follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and at Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter. Um, don't forget to comment, rate, subscribe, and talk to me, talk to Lala. Um, give us, you know, give us our flowers while we're here. Uh, let us know what you think about the episode. If you have any comments, questions, anything like that, or just want to say, Hey, please feel free to hit us up at any time. 
And um, of course, smoke a blunt, drink your water, and fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. And we're out. Okay.